You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there, you're joining me for episode 180 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today's the last show of the month, so it's a listener question show. And I love answering your questions, and I really love doing it here on the show so that I can help many of you at once. You'd be surprised at how many questions sound the same. Sure, the little details vary, but overall, you're all struggling with the same main things. Exes, stepchildren, jealousy, guilt, finances, and overwhelm. Almost every question boils down to one of those, and it kills me that I don't always have solutions for you. The sad truth is that I can't fix these issues for you, and I so want to, but what I can offer is advice, encouragement, support, and love. To me, that's the most important part of this and why I do this podcast in the first place. Life just feels more manageable when we don't feel like we're on the journey alone. Not because we want others to suffer like us. I never like to see someone suffer, but it just helps to know we're not alone, that there are others who understand what we're going through and what we feel like. So I picked some questions today that I think a lot of you will relate to. If anyone wants to send me a question for one of these shows, you can send them to my email, which is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. A lot of my email questions are super long, so if you want it read on the show, try to make it just a little bit shorter. The other place I choose questions from is the private Facebook group. I actually get most from there as they are generally shorter. If you're not already a member of the group, it's free to join, and it's a great community of over a 1,000 members who are all going through similar struggles like you. So to join us, simply go to blendedfamilypodcast.com group, and always specify with your question if you do not want me to read your question on a show. Otherwise, I usually ask anyway, but uh, I usually assume if you don't say anything that it's probably okay. All right, before I get to the questions, some quick announcements. First, I want to say thank you to those of you who are sharing the show with others. I don't advertise on other platforms, so the only way I can really reach more people is just through word of mouth. So if you have family or friends or even coworkers who are part of a blended family, please share the show with them. And you can also share my social media posts. I'm trying to reach the masses here, and believe it or not, Lots of people don't even know yet what podcasts are. So let's try to get the word out. The other thing you can do that helps me is to rate and review the show on iTunes. The more positive ratings and reviews I have, the more visible I become in iTunes. I don't like it, but that's just the way it is with them. So I greatly appreciate if you could find the time to do that. And that would be uh, blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes. All the links are in the show notes, by the way. And I do have a sponsor today. Since I don't charge for the show, I do ask you, if you can, to support my sponsors. They help me to keep the show running. So today's sponsor is Song Finch, and I have personally used their services twice, and I will be using them again. 
Songfinch is such a unique company that creates one-of-a-kind songs for you from scratch. These are professional songs personalized with your own stories and feelings. You get to choose the genre and the vibe of the song. Who do you know that would love a gift like this? I know that I would. So far, I made one for my bonus kids and one for my husband, which is what you're hearing now in the background. Listen here to my favorite part. Even in hard times and darkness Love is stronger than the sun You're my protector I'm yours forever And we're both the lucky ones So whether it's for an anniversary, a birthday, a graduation, or a just because, Songfinch will make you a song that is perfect for you and the recipient. Songs take only about a week from start to finish, and they update you throughout the process. It's such an amazing company. So to learn more, just go to songfinch.com, and that is S-O-N-G. F-I-N-C-H, songfinch.com. There you can listen to other examples of songs and learn about the entire song-making process. Use my promo code BLENDEDFAMILY in all capital letters to receive a $20 discount off of your next purchase. Okay, so let's get to our questions, shall we? The first one comes from the Facebook group, and it says... I'd like some advice on the erratic behavior bio mom describes of my three-year-old stepdaughter. I've been in my stepdaughter's life for over two years. She has consistently been bright, bubbly, curious, happy, sweet, and loving. I could go on all a day about what a wonderful child she is. I have a son and I've spent a considerable amount of time around kids of all ages. Stepdaughter is exceptionally spirited and happy. She has a healthy appetite, naps, and sleeps through the night. My husband and bio mom provide reports back and forth on the stepdaughter. Bio mom describes a completely different child. She describes stepdaughter acting depressed, being clingy, holding her bowels, hiding behind the couch, and a bunch of other odd behaviors. Is it possible for a three-year-old to have two completely different personalities? Is she faking her happiness at our home? Or is bio mom a big fat liar who thinks she's going to show the court that stepdaughter should spend less time with her dad due to these behaviors? My husband is going back to court in a few months to obtain more custody and settle preschool arrangement. So all bio mom has as ammo are these ridiculous reports. Someone please... Help me explain how a three-year-old can have two polar opposite behaviors. I do realize stepdaughter may be comfortable expressing things to bio mom as she currently spends more time there, but these behaviors are complete polar opposites. Okay. So I don't think that a three-year-old has the capability of faking happiness, as you say. And as far as bio mom lying, well, that I don't know. Is that something she normally does? Is there a toxic relationship between her and bio dad? If so, that is possible, but not worrisome, as all you would have to do in that case is to have some video recordings of her behavior at your home so that you can prove that she doesn't act that way while she's there. So I don't think that you'd have any issues in court if that was the way that that was going. But what I really think is going on here is that She's actually showing different behaviors at each home. I think she's probably doing that. And I do think that's extremely common in divorce. For whatever reason, 
kids will act either as they feel that parent wants them to act or they'll act in a way they need to in order to get some kind of attention. If you're having no behavioral issues at your house, then it's likely not stemming from any kind of issue in your home. And I was also reading through some of the posts there on, on your original post, and I saw that you said you keep a good structure at your house and that dad is strict, which tells me that she's well adjusted there. Believe it or not, kids want structure and rules. So this leaves us with the question of what exactly is going on at mom's house? It sounds like your stepdaughter's craving mom's attention, but there could be so much more to it. And the problem is we really don't know. We're only speculating at this point because we're not there. And at three years of age, she really can't articulate what exactly she's feeling. I'd ask bio mom how she's reacting to the behaviors of your stepdaughter. Is she feeding into them? Is she making a big deal about the behavior? See, I'm not overly concerned about your stepdaughter since she acts fine when she's with you. So I don't think there's anything wrong with her. Um, I think it might be more about how mom is reacting to these behaviors, which might be causing your stepdaughter to keep acting out. So if you're able to give bio mom a suggestion, and I don't know that you can, if you could, I might tell her to not, to try to not react to the behaviors. Ignore those negative behaviors and then give positive reinforcement when she behaves in a better way. And I don't know if you have that type of relationship with the ex where she would accept your advice or not, but I think that's what's going on. And if anyone else listening has any advice on this or if you have personally experienced this in your blended family, please write in or leave me a voicemail for this listener. And to leave a voicemail, it's speakpipe.com slash blendedfamilypodcast, and that link is also in the show notes. Uh, but listener, I hope that that helps, and please let us know what happens moving forward. But I really think this has entirely to do with whatever is going on in bio mom's house, and until we really know more, it's kind of hard to really get a handle on things. Next question, also from the group. Is anybody else dealing with stepchildren not liking the food that you cook? Looking for commiseration, success tips, or just survival strategies. I've tried coming up with meals that they like and try to make something once a week that they'd be happy to eat, but they're used to very simple and frankly, not very healthy things, such as sandwiches, chips, crackers, pizza. And I like to cook things that are a little more involved. While I'm okay doing this here and there, I don't want to switch our whole family to that. On the other hand, it does hurt my feelings when they clearly do not want to eat my food, and it's probably not conducive to bonding. So I struggle. I have bio kids as well, so I'm mindful of making things that they're used to and like too, and don't want them to switch to more junk. Not sure if you have any advice, but please tell me I am not the only one in this. These kids had their way of eating for nine years, and mine did too, and now it's hard for us to adapt. You're not alone in this at all. I dealt with this too when I met Sean. I had a more rigid structure around mealtime and what was offered, and he had set things up much differently. I liked to sit at the table, and they liked to sit in front of the TV. I only allowed eating at mealtimes, excluding in-between snacks, and they were used to just eating whenever they felt hungry. And of course, they all liked very different things. So this was a really big struggle for me back then. I would sometimes make several different meals at once just so that they would all have something they liked to eat. And that got really tiring. Uh, that was not a good idea because who really has time for that? I certainly didn't. 
You'll never be able to satisfy an entire blended family at every meal time. Not everyone's gonna like what you're making at every meal. And the first thing I'll tell you is to not take that personally. I know that that's hard, but they're not saying they don't like you and they aren't saying you're a bad cook. It's like you said, nine years of eating a certain way and it's gonna be really hard to change those habits and their taste buds. So compromise is all you can do. You can minimize the junk in the house by just not buying it. That's what we started to do because the kids were eating just all the snacks and then they weren't hungry for food. So we just stopped keeping so many snacks in the house. Um, again, compromise, you can't eliminate all of it. Uh, let's see. Um, and, and by the way, when you do lower the junk food in the house, you're gonna have to do that very gradually. You, you, otherwise you're gonna get tons of pushback from the kids. So little by little start taking out the junk out of the house. And then you can let them know that they're allowed to pick out some unhealthy snacks for the in between the meals, but the actual meals are going to be more healthy. And those are gonna be the new rules. And perhaps you can even sit down with them together and come up with meal ideas of things that they will like. So you can brainstorm together, ask them all the food items that they like, what kinds of meats do they like, what kind of veggies, what kind of side dishes, and write everything down. Make a list for each kid so you know. You can make it exciting for them. Give them some cookbooks to look in. Suggest they help you cook. You can even have each of them maybe pick out a meal one night that they're in charge of helping you with, meaning they have to come up with the grocery list and maybe help you shop, or help you prepare, help you cook it. But of course the rules are that they'll have to pick something that is a balanced meal. See, this could be fun. And then you can make a rule that if they don't like what's being offered, they can go make themselves something else, but it has to be real food, not junk. So whether that's leftovers or a grilled cheese, you decide what the option is, but keep it small. Only maybe one or two other choices is all. Now, some parents say if the child doesn't eat what's for dinner, then they shouldn't get to eat at all. And I mean, that's a very personal decision, but I think it works better in traditional homes, but not as much in blended homes because we're asking them to expand their palate. and. Sometimes they really can't help it if they don't like something, if they weren't raised on something, it's not easy to just suddenly have to be force fed that. And you'll know the difference of whether they just don't like some meals or if they're being difficult about every meal. And you can also try to implement the one bite rule that even if they don't wanna eat the meal, they have to at least try one bite before they can have something else. See, because exposure to new foods usually takes a certain amount of times and then their palate can actually change. And then just from personal experience, I've found a few meals that seem to work best are things like taco night or stir fry night where you can offer many different ingredients and they can assemble the plate exactly how they want it. So for example, taco night, you can have meat, rice, beans, and assorted toppings. And then they can choose whether they have a taco salad or a burrito or a taco. And they get to choose whether they want sour cream or cheese or tomatoes. Plus they can make it themselves, which makes it more fun. Uh, pasta, that's another good one because if they don't like red sauce, they can still eat the pasta with other ingredients like some butter with cheese and veggies. So I hope this helps you. And again, if any of you listening has other ideas, please go ahead and send them in. I know uh, cooking is a big challenge. It's a challenge in my house too. Okay, we have time for one more question. And this one also from the group. 
She says, anyone out there remarried and both you and your spouse lost their wife or husband. I married a widower and I'm a widow. Both our kids lost parents and the ages are, my son is nine and his son is 18. There's always conflict with them. His son is super spoiled and is jealous of my son. This is so strange as it is moving into the house he lived with his wife so we can stay there until his son graduates high school. But it's like nothing much changes there unless I do it and his son is always home. I mean, always. Ugh. So I know I, I read this over a couple of times. I know you don't really have a specific question here, but I noticed for whatever reason that no one responded to your post on the Facebook uh, post there. So I wanted to share it here on the show. I know you're not the only one in the group who's a widow or married to a widow because uh, I've seen lots of posts like that before. And it can definitely make your blended family experience challenging in a different way. And I've gotten lots of different kind of questions before. Uh, for your example on what you gave me, the one thing you don't say here is, how long have you both been widowed? Is this fairly new or has it happened years ago? And that makes a huge difference in my answer. And also what makes a difference is how they each handle the death of their parent and if they got help during that time. Did either of them get any therapy? How did each of them overall handle the death? The jealousy can be completely unrelated to the fact that your stepson lost a parent and the jealousy could just be a normal reaction to the blended family, especially if it was just him and his dad for a while. And that's where I'm leaning uh, with this, actually. After his mom died, his dad and him might have gotten very close as it was just the two of them. And now he's pushing back a bit about having another sibling to share in the family as well as you there. The fact that he's always home, well, there's not another parental home to go to. So that is just something that you might have to adapt to. But not for long, really, right? He's 18, and soon he should be ready to be out on his own. But has your husband weighed in on this? I'm curious if your stepson has opened up to dad about any of his feelings. And that would be my first piece of advice is to have dad talk to him to see where his emotions are. If he recently lost his mom, then he might need some help working through that. And if it's been a while, then I really don't think his jealousy has anything to do with the loss. But regardless, it needs to be addressed. I did a couple of podcasts on this topic a while back, uh, number 53, which was helping a child through the loss of a parent, and also number 162, when a bio parent is absent. Now, I'm not sure if either one of those will help you, but you can certainly give them a try. And if anyone out there can relate with this listener, if you're a widow or married to one and you have advice, please feel free to send in some feedback. So that is all I have for today. I hope that the questions I chose were helpful to you. I welcome all of your questions, feedback, topic ideas, and advice for other listeners. And again, that email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. All of the links that I mention are always in the show notes, including the link for my voicemail. And I really want to thank all of you for listening and for your unending support. Thank you also to those of you who have written me with your encouragement. There are many days where I question whether what I do matters. And every time I do have that question, there's a beautiful email waiting for me where one of you tells me that it does matter. And that's why I do this, so that I can help as many people as I can to find peace in the chaos of their blended families. 
So I wish you all the best week ever. There actually won't be a show next week as it is Labor Day. So enjoy your families and your holiday. And I will too. And I love you all so much. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.